0: Andy, were you a fan of the old Night Court show oh, yeah. or, even, or even the new Night Court show? I, have
1: not, I haven't even tried the new Night Court. I haven't even attempted to watch it. And from what I hear, I am probably making the right call there. But yeah, the old Night Court was legendary. I was young. You probably shouldn't yep. be watching it, but
0: that applies to a lot of things I watched when I was young. That was a great show. Yeah, Marky Post was one of my early crushes, you know. I think that, that was that that was a real thing. Um, great, great overall show. Andy, I felt like I was in the real life night court this oh. week. So about when about in, in the December time frame, we were going up to get our Christmas tree, and I got a traffic citation. I was 22 over. I I thought it was 70, it was really 60. It was a weird spot. Well, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter, right? So I have to, and the officer's like, hey, look, I could give you a ticket today, or you could just go to court and just get, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm just going to go there and say, yep, yeah, I did it. You know, can you, um, can, can, I, just you know, the, can I just pay the fine? Yeah, nope. Yeah. This is a whole process, Andy. So I go there, doesn't open till 830. I go there the bailiff comes out and says, give me all your citations. And so we do. And then we go into this holding area (laughs) where then once we wait for all the late stragglers to come, uh, she's reading us the right act. All the while I'm hearing these like, like I'm there for speeding. There's somebody there who may have a tag violation or something or a title violation. Then there's people who are like, on, like, third drug offenses, all sorts of like the cops were persecuting me. Um, and I was just sleeping in my car, and they made you know, they they wrote me up for this. This is my fifth time here. I hate this judge. I'm like, whoa, the fact that you know the judge <laughs> is like a probably a little more concerning thing. So, anyways, in the then the bailiff kind of reads us the riot act of the rules of the court hey make sure your shirts are tucked in or the judge will kick you out don't fall asleep or he'll kick you out take your hats off or he'll kick you out and i'm like who is this guy this is like this is crazy and so and so but it's like high comedy too like sometimes i'm like this is this can't be real right i mean this is and so so then we all stand and we walk single file into the court and they said do not talk in the in the courtroom i'm like oh this is okay don't don't disrespect the judge so we go in there the judge is behind a a a screen like a i don't know like a plexiglass screen or whatever and we literally row one by one into this into the the pews or the courtroom seats or whatever and uh then he proceeds to read us the riot act and we're like i'm like and he is like what's the guy like the top gun guy you know uh maverick you know you you, you screw up one time and you're you know and um god damn it maverick you know those times that guy well anyways you know he proceeds to redirect and i'm petrified of this guy And, and i'm like oh my god this is serious these guys are like like and so um luckily i was i was called up Well, and so within, like he says, don't fall asleep in my courtroom. Within two minutes, somebody had fallen asleep. I I can't make this stuff up. And he's like, get her out of here. Wake (laughs) her up. Get her out of my courtroom. She's got to come back at another time. And he's like, if there's cell phones, if you have a cell phone, that'll be the last mistake you have here because I'll send you down to the the, to the other court and they're going to put you in, in in the in the holding cell for two or three hours and i'm like what the fuck is going on here this is out of control and so so anyways i get called up the second one so he's talking to the, and so i feel like that episode of the soup nazi yes you know, no, you go. I, he's like you go to the left and I'll talk to this guy first. So I go to the left and my hands are crossed. You know, and I'm like, I'm like looking straight forward. He gets done reading this guy, the right act, because this guy was on his third marijuana offense or whatever. He's talking about how marijuana is going to ruin his life and, and he'll go to jail. And, and if he comes, if, if this judge sees him back in the courtroom, it'll be, you know, for a lot longer, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so Finally, they call me over, and I sidle up a download thing, and, and and it's almost like you know I'm passing my my money to him and saying what what type of soup I want, but he's like what what do you what do you want to do? I was like I'd like a reduction in speed. He's like, do you have a clean record? And I'm like, yes, sir. I, I mean, I felt like I was locked up in the army. <laughs> so I get through this, and I'm like this. Look again, I I was speeding. I don't deny that I was speeding, but now I've got to go through this whole rigmarole for. A a speeding offense is freaking crazy, or my license gets suspended for one speeding ticket. It's Uh, crazy. So that 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 is, I Dave, I think one that's
1: that's the insanity of of the courts. I I hate the whole system. Good thing it's such it's such garbage, and the and these guys get such inflated heads. It's like, look, you're you're a fucking judge. I don't care if you're a judge or, or a doctor or you're a lawyer or or whatever job society has said is important just another dude you know what i mean and these guys get so full of themselves and their authority I, it drives me crazy you know so i can empathize with the situation as you, i think you know there was a brief window in my life where i racked up quite a few speeding tickets um prior to starting active duty and deploying overseas for a few years and getting my record cleaned up by virtue of not being in the united states and i went to court a number of times and i, I hated the experience every single time i just thought it was such garbage so uh, as much as I enjoyed your story, I'm sorry sorry to endure that because it, it's garbage. It's, it's such, it's such a BS system. And at the end of the day, you, you were driving your car a little bit quickly, probably no faster than that judge
0: drove home that day. Yeah, I think it's, it is a little crazy. And I I do feel like if that judge's take was just a little bit different, could he have had a different impact on, on those people? Maybe not. I don't know, but, okay. but, but it was funny. Cause well, it wasn't funny. It was sad. It's like, um, I mean, the person next to me before when we were in the holding area was like, hey, this judge, like, if somebody said does one thing wrong, it'll ruin it for the rest of us. And there's like 40 people there. Yeah. like, And so everyone's like, hey, don't do anything wrong. Don't screw up here. It's just a, I'm like, really, that's where we're at. I'm like, you're going to punish me because you've had, you know, you woke up on the wrong side or you feel like you're on a, some crusade. But anyways, Andy, that was my my fun story for the morning. So.
1: That, that, that is a fun morning, so I, I could tell you a much simpler and you know I, I was also recently given a citation driving through your neighboring state in South Carolina as I was driving down to Florida. Super nice cop made. It yeah. the, he, he pulled me over, you know, can I get your license and, and registration gave it to him you know, sometimes cops like to like drag out the ticket process for what seems like an eternity. Guy came right back is like hey you're, you're you're going this fast I dropped it to this fast, you can pay it online have a nice day. I, I, that, I paid my ticket that day or the next day. I was done with yep. it. I, mean, it was, you know, I, I was going over. Shouldn't have been because I wasn't going that far over. But but you know, he, he did his job. I went about my day. No harm, no foul. Thank you, State of South Carolina, for your professionalism. Thank you, Officer Sweat, for being professional in what you did. Personally, Dave, I don't know your thoughts are. I think speed limit laws are garbage. I think they should all be faster on highways. I think they're deliberately low because it gives the states opportunities to get revenue. I think speed limits could easily be... Higher, closer to 80 miles per hour, and I think we should look at the German model of of varied speeds and varied lanes, which is much more logical, and apply such things here domestically. There's a lot of room that could be made, but I think the system we have in place allows for a nice little bit of revenue for the states, and so they keep it the way it is. One day, Dave, when I am king of Virginia, I will change the driving laws here in the Commonwealth and uh, put in higher speed limits and and variable speed uh, limits across lanes. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I don't disagree with you here, Andy. And as having lived in Germany for some time as a kid, and then later in life, I know you've been there as well. And uh, shout out to one of our loyal listeners who's in Germany right now. So right. like right. he's he's out there. We're shouting you out. Um, but I'm a, I'm a fan of the German process as well. Why? Because they follow the rules, yeah. right? Like if you're in the fast lane, you get in the fa- that that's it. Like. That's get, right. You you pass and then you move over. Here we stay in this lane forever, and and it just causes more problems. I, I I agree. I think look, I don't think there's a. I think you should have a max speed, but I don't think we should be um like where we're at. Like I was driving when we were going to Cleveland. 55? I mean, in some areas, wow. I'm like, are we serious? Like, this is a real thing? Yeah. Like, yeah and then there's man. nothing around you. There's nothing in sight
1: around you yeah. as you drive through parts of Ohio on, the, on that journey, right? It's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's terrible. The we, we could easily go much faster than we do. And you're right, Germans respect the rules of the road, because heaven yeah. forbid, I, mean, I was there in a, in a uh, 1996 Chevy Blazer. Heaven forbid I stay in that left lane as some German or Italian sports vehicle is tearing down you know, blazing in the left lane, like you just get out of the way. People just get didn't out. out Respected it.
0: Yeah, I I, 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 and that's where I think we just—that's yeah, where we can improve. Okay, Andy, we probably talked a little bit more about that uh, thing. But <laughs> our love of Germany is is real. For yeah. more than just the speed, uh, the food is so good over there. So oh, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> make me reminisce now. But yeah, we'll come back to Germany another day because I want to talk about Glühwein and Christmas markets. But that's another story for another oh, day. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I for sure, for sure, and the the peanuts, Andy, like the roasted peanuts too, like and the pre- oh and meats. Oh, I'm thinking about the stock crew now, and my favorite ice cream shop. The ice. Oh, so ice so we were in Berlin, um, and there was a, the There's a famous restaurant there where Napo- They have the seat where Napoleon sat, yeah, uh, when he was in Berlin and had dinner. Um, they had a pork knuckle um or pig knuckle or what, I, I i love the german word for it but i couldn't pronounce it for the life of me but uh i love the german language because it, it it literally is what it is like yeah. it, it translates exactly to what it is pig's knuckle is you know uh yeah anyways um but it was so good i, I just could never get enough of it um all right all right all right we we'll keep going down the wrong path andy we're going around the world in the next you know for the rest of this podcast okay so this is the quick around the world hits. I, we've got a lot of topics. I want to get your impressions on them, and then we're going to move on. We're not going to deliberate. We're not going to debate. I want your Gen X um, Gen X take on, on ready, this. Ready. Let's do it. And we're talking controversies, Andy. We're talking controversies. Okay? Right. Right. All right. So a new report about uh, the COVID vaccine. And That's COVID true. mandates having unintended consequences. And basically I I think the gist of this one Andy and you can correct me if I'm wrong. The gist of this one is in states that mandated the COVID vaccine versus states that did not mandate it, there was no real difference in the acceptance rates and in fact in some of those um in some of those states it actually led to lower flu vaccine um uh, the flu vaccine taking. I, am I right there Andy? You're right, it also also
1: lower measles vaccine uh, intake. And I thought it was a very interesting report, Dave, not spent a lot of time on it. The title of the article um, from Sidrap, the University of Minnesota's publication, is COVID vaccine mandates may have had unintended consequences, researchers say. And as I looked at this, I thought you could easily replace COVID vaccine with government. And generally speaking, mandates have unintended consequences. That's just the reality. Well intended, well intended. You know, I I I always sort sort of assume the best in in these things. So I think these were well-intended mandates to try and help the health situation in a very difficult situation, right? I get that, but what what typically happens when we force things on people is there are unintended consequences that we didn't plan for that later have difficult effects for the population. In this case, people were pissed off about the vaccines. They lost trust and confidence in the vaccines and the fact they were required, and so we saw a decrease in. Routine vaccine taking. And so people stop taking the flu vaccine, people stop getting the measles vaccine. We're seeing small outbreaks of measles now around the country in different spots. When we force people to do things that they don't want to do, partially just because of our rebellious nature as humans, I think, but also for other reasons, political reasons and others, it has unintended consequences. And that there's a really valuable lesson in that that applies to all forced activity. It's one of the reasons why, David, and I know we're not going to get into Andy's political theories today, but why, generally speaking, voluntary action is so much better than mandate. So it's an interesting study. I think there's a lot to pull out of it. It hasn't gotten a lot of attention, I think, because a lot of people don't want it to get a lot of attention, but I think it's a good article. Important notes in that, and I think the unintended consequences of well-intentioned actions is a story of government, and that's a challenge for us.
0: Yeah. And I think with anything now, everything's becomes politicized. So it's just a matter of time before somebody latches on to this report and says, see, I told you it supports my position that I've held for a long time one way or the other. So, yeah, there's no right way around that one uh, for sure. But yeah, definitely interesting study. And again, this is why I encourage you know, reading beyond what your normal social media feed is, like, look, educate yourself, learn more about what other people are saying, what the research shows. I mean, you don't have to dive 100% in, but educate yourself, like yeah. learn more about the subject matter before you spout off on social media about some dumbass statement, uh, or a waste statement. So uh okay, Andy, next topic. Here we go. Are you ready? Ready? Let's go. Okay. Uh, recently, a Texas judge rules that school district can restrict the length of male students' natural hair. This occurred in Texas, uh, Andy, where on Thursday, the state's Crown Act, which is some uh, an act from within the state that says you can't discriminate based on somebody's natural hair. Uh, but it, the, this judge ruled that the state's Crown Act does not make it unlawful for school dress codes to limit the students' hair length, uh, it was a blow to a particular student who sued the the independent school board in Barbara's Hill after he was suspended for months over the length of his locks hairstyle. Uh, Andy, what are your thoughts on this? Is this overreach? Is are we making more of this? What, what, I mean, this is a political statement or not? Where, where do we go with this one, Andy? I
1: mean, David, it's, it's pretty pretty remarkable story in twenty twenty four that a school district, a public school district is going to limit the length of an individual's hair, male or female, like that's just to me that's mind boggling and you know, I, didn- I don't know the background of the community. I don't know if this is religiously motivated, you know, the only a certain length hair, or if this is ethnically motivated, you know, the young man is a, is a black youth who's who's saying that he's growing his dreads in part to acknowledge his heritage. So I'm not sure what the sort of driving, you know, motivator behind it is. But to me, just like just like vaccine mandates, right, it, the, the audacity for a school district to tell a young man how long or short his hair needs to be is is unbelievable here at the quarter quarter century mark of the 21st millennium. It, it, that's just remarkable. So, you know, it, it's sad to see these kinds of things and, you know, again, it's taking place in Texas and we're seeing around the country, you know, some um greater enforcement of of individuals beliefs of you know how we should conduct ourselves not not legally but morally and behaviorally and that's a concern that's a concern right if you're going to start telling people how long they can wear their hair or tell them how they can dress you know my wife and I were just sitting on the couch the other day talking about you know us being in interracial marriage and her coming from a long line of interracial marriages i'm like well you know are going to be you know, counties and, and districts that decide that that's no longer authorized one day as well to me it's a it's a concerning uh you know, decision regardless of, of sort of the origin of, the, of their opposition to this kid's hair i've got a son with long hair i think it looks great i once dave as you know had long hair i enjoyed it the audacity for a public school system or county to say hey kid you can only have hair of this length to me that's that's something right right out of 1600 and it has no place in the 21st century i thought it was complete bullshit a big
0: fail for a state that I generally like, which is a great state of Texas. Yeah, I am I get a little torn on some of this. Not, the fact is, the fact on, look, if you go to a private school, if you go to work for a business, there's dress codes, there's accepted dress codes. Public schools should have, you know, reasonable dress codes as well. But when we're talking about hairstyle and things, uh, you know, the natural body, like what, what are we really arguing about here? Like, let, let's make sure that, I mean, they're not doing certain things that are like you know advocating for violence on their clothing and all this other stuff. Let's focus on that stuff. The hairstyle. I mean, come on, are we really serious? I mean, where are we getting into? And yes, Andy, what, what you you know talked about interracial marriage uh, banning and and stuff like that. Look, I, I mean, I'd love to be able to just laugh you out of the room and say, Andy, we're far beyond that. But I I don't know. Are we? I, I mean, some days I I, I really wonder. If we're going to get to that level, so um, I do find this as an interesting story. It'll be interesting as we continue to watch it play out here, but it, very disappointing. I, I would I would agree with you as well. So. Yeah. All right, Andy, we're going to move to our next topic. Uh, this one's from the Hill. Fox News co-host surprised by GOP's threshold for humiliation in a Biden probe. So this is a, a Fox News co-host. Did Ma- you say that President Biden got probed? Did I hear you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Fox News uh, co-host Jessica Tarval. Uh, mocked House Republicans on Wednesday for the pursuit of impeachment charges against President Biden. The fact that we're like this is again, we've talked about this. The fact that they continue to pursue these impeachment trials to, you know, because Trump was impeached and all this other stuff. Like, let's get off of it, guys, like govern the nation for crying out loud. And we continue to still not do this. But she continued to go on this. and, And basically, this is about. Uh, news from earlier in the week, Andy, about the FBI informant in some of the uh, cases against Biden um, was actually uh, appeared to be less than credible or has had some other challenging things in his behavior that makes us now almost like um, uh, I, I can't eat laughable in some respects, Andy. Um, so where where do you think oh, when you see this type of thing from Fox News, Andy, I'm kind of surprised. So yeah, I mean, mean, so the, the, the co-host, Ms. Tarlov, is a democratic
1: strategist, right? So she's no friend of the GOP, but it is on Fox News, which does generally, you know, lean towards Republicans and, and the conservative movement. So interesting that even there, you know, she's got a voice and a lot of people picked up on this comment because it's how most of America is looking at this absolute disaster of what Congress is doing. I mean, I mean there have been so many uh, hearings and things of that nature, you know, regarding Biden's corruption. And listen, I, am no fan of, of Joe Biden. I'm definitely no fan of, of Ohio's Jim Jordan, not Ohio's favorite son. And she's right. I mean, the, the, the Republicans just are humiliating themselves in front of the nation, because like you said, Dave, like you said many times, they're not governing, they're just putting on theater, right? I mean, it's, it's all for this, for the purpose of embarrassing Biden and electing Trump. And then at the end of the day. It's it's all infighting, Republican versus Republican. Like I said, Joe Biden and Democrats aren't even in opposition. They're they're not even in the argument. It's just it's just GOP against GOP. It's embarrassing. It's a disaster. So Ms. Tarloff again, a Democrat, saying these things, but on Fox News, when Fox News listeners get a chance to sort of maybe take a stance and reflect on, like, what the hell is our elected government doing right now? What, what you know? Why are we in cahoots with with Russian you know government and Russian informants? Like. Maybe we're off track here, right? Maybe we're not quite doing the right thing. Even with Mr. Trump's recent comments, like not really being able to call out Putin for his recent actions in, in Russia, you know, while the rest of the world is saying, "Hey, this this is this is unacceptable," and, and Trump's just calling himself, you know, like like he's being he's being hurt and comparing himself to a man that's been murdered. There's a lot of confusion going on, Dave. I thought these were good comments, on point comments, and people are picking up and and running with them as they should.
0: Yeah, I find these uh, these very interesting. I mean, you hit on all the right points there, and it's just amazing that this is again the state of politics where we're at today. We're not governing. We're not doing what we we're told to do. We're somebody had an interesting uh, comment the other day that another podcast I was listening to is, and and I've even seen some news about this recently about the concern from the founding fathers about uh, demagogues and, and, and concerns about individuals who are seeking power for the sake of their own power and not for the people. Um, and, and I find that fascinating because that's exactly where we are. Like government, like the these candidates are more about celebrity. And, and you go back to Obama. I mean, Obama was a like he was a celebrity for lack of a better term in the beginning. Now, look, he governed, and I think he did a, a fine job. I think there were some things I liked, some things I didn't like. Um, but he was a celebrity for all intents and purposes. Especially, I mean, do you remember the crowds that he was getting at in Chicago, in Germ- overseas, and in, in those big. Yeah, I mean, it was like must see, and everyone wanted to be inspired by this hope that he was doing. And and now we've got real celebrity and and Donald Trump who is you know, on TV. I, I mean, it it's. I think when we're now more focused on celebrity versus actual what they're what they stand for the issues. I think that's where we have a lot of concern, and, and that's where I have concern moving forward because I don't think anybody. Um, is really ever talking about the issues anymore? We're more, we're more attacking people's character. We're more attacking people's, um, you know, their their outside extracurricular activities. Anyways, um, okay, Andy, a couple more to try to get through. Right. Um, most voters say Biden, Trump, both mentally unfit for second term. This is about American voters are being skeptical that Joe Biden is mentally fit to serve a second term, and most do not think his 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 rival Donald Trump is mentally fit either that's uh, from a Quinnipinac. I can't ever pronounce that Um, yeah what however that goes Uh, that was published earlier this week 64% of respondents said Biden was mentally unfit for another term which is a bleak point 51% of voters said that Trump is not mentally unfit uh, as well I'm sure people will argue well 64 is greater than 51 so therefore uh, Trump is better off here we should vote for Trump what do you think Andy? Dave, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I, I am shocked by those
1: numbers because I think they're remarkably low, to be honest. I mean, yeah, they, I agree. They said, they said yeah. More Americans don't think that they're both unfit. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, 51% for Trump is remarkably good. I would expect that to be much higher. The, the reality is Americans are right. They are both mentally unfit. They're both unhealthy. They're both well past their prime. They should not be in the White House. We've talked about this many times. The sad thing is, even though America knows it, America's it's, the choice of these two clowns, you know, for, for the White House. So, Dave, you know, like like many things in these United States, we know what right and wrong looks like. We choose wrong. And that's, that's a problem. So America's got it right. I'm surprised the numbers aren't higher.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad point. With the, Andy, we've been hitting on this for, for months, yeah. I think, since the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and we'll continue to on it because they're both fucking idiots. Um, they're both awful. Um, and so uh, but that's where we're at. I am going to be interested, though, Andy, is could we see some convention surprise? Uh, look, I mean, everyone says Haley is committed to staying in. Yeah. I think she's committed to just like saying, hey, Trump's legal issues are going to be too much yeah. and maybe I'll be there. So that's one part. And the other part is, are Democrats going to press the panic button and say, look, I'm sorry, Biden, Biden? It's time, time to step aside. We're going to do it for you because you're not capable of doing it for us. There's just the question is, is who then on the Democrat side, everyone goes Gavin Newsom, but there's Kamala Harris, who's yeah. been big. Uh, she's been absent from everything for the last two to three years. I think then there's like Pete Buttigieg and some of these other people like, Hey, th- he actually ran a decent campaign. He just wasn't yeah. a big, big enough guy at the beginning. Uh, I, I don't know what do you think about an election surprise or a convention surprise Andy
1: so I don't think Democrats will do anything as long as Trump is the opposition right and that's kind of Biden's you know, his whole sort of argument for himself since since his first election right was I'm going to stop Donald Trump right I'm I'm saving America from Donald Trump which m- maybe he did you know? <laughs> maybe he did last time around but I, I think you're right by Nikki Haley. I think she's sticking around she's getting she's getting funding right and the reality is, as Trump's legal woes pile up, and it can get worse, I mean, there are a lot of things can happen in the next few months, he may not be able to effectively run for president, and, and some of his support may actually drop off beyond his extremely dedicated base. There could be an opening for, for something to happen where she ends up being the nominee. That's It's possible. Unlikely, but possible. And if she ends up being the nominee, would the Democrats then say, okay, well, the, the to them, the threat of Donald Trump is gone maybe we don't need Joe Biden. Let's put somebody else up on the stage. Like, I think it's possible. I could see Joe Biden maybe saying, hey, I've done my job. Trump is defeated. I'm gonna step down. And somebody like, I think think it's very unlikely, but possible. And I'll tell you, Gavin Newsom has been a terrible governor for the state of California. I've complained many times about, you know, you can't do business in California. They waste a lot of money in California. The guy's an arrogant hypocrite. He'd be a terrible, terrible president. Democrats could very likely elect him because they, they they they've elected many worse people. Pete Buttigieg, I'll tell you, Dave, when he ran, you know, I, I really looked at all the candidates in, in the last run. I really tried to have an open mind and look at people that I wouldn't initially, you know, think I agree with. And I liked Pete at many levels. He pissed me off because he he went on some uh, remarks about connecting shootings and gun violence, and sort of the way he took it was really sleazy to me, um, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the way he did it. But as, as a character and in, in of himself. I think he's a nice guy i think he's a smart guy he's a likable guy he'd probably be a decent president to be honest with you, he, you know, he's, he's a thoughtful individual i don't know that i would agree with him on everything i think you know, politically we have very different opinions but considering what's out there like he's, he's not a bad choice of democrats if they were to make a switch i think he could be interesting but you know again I, I don't agree with him on most political matters in and of themselves but but it would be wonderful to see a new generation even if they skipped over our generation x dave and jumped straight to young millennial pete Judge. Yeah, I, I'd be open to something new, somebody
0: that's not crawling around, you know, straight out of the crypt. Yep, there you go. I, I I definitely would be interested in, I would give it my full attention if something were to change from these two. I would give them my full attention. Yeah. Um, all right, Andy, we're nearing the end of the podcast. We have a lot more, but uh, but I'm just going to lump them into one here, Andy, all and right. just get your quick hits on this. A lot of the takes this week, Biden throwing out one to try to show how strong Biden is by having him curse more. I I think that's a unique approach because if that's the case, I'd fucking swear all the fucking time and I wouldn't give a shit about what other people said. Apologize for the pansies out there who are thinking that I can't swear on my own fucking podcast. But that's neither here nor there, Andy. Um, My point is this. Biden is taking on Russia and then he's also comparing uh, and, and calling uh, calling Putin names, which we can never call Putin enough names, but but he's also comparing Republicans and and saying, look, they're worse than Strom Thurmond. And so, it, like I think you even said it to me before, when you're putting Strom Thurmond in a in a better light with with regards to his policies on how he dealt with uh, race, I think that's a pretty tough tough bill. What, what what are your thoughts on Biden's outspoken comments this week against the GOP and Putin? Yeah, so, so listen. I,
1: I, as a young kid, I got interested in politics. And when Joe Biden ran back in the 80s, I, I liked him. There's something about the guy that I liked as a character. And I still like him as a character. I think he's, he's old and he's crazy. But when he when he puts on his tough guy nonsense, he's actually fun to watch right you know so when when he's wanting you know like you said before you know the shut up man you know but Joe cool kind of like it's entertaining and it's goofy and it's likable. I appreciate the fact that he's willing to call Putin a son of a bitch he's a son of a bitch right he's he's a bastard he's he's a piece of crap He's, he's an awful leader. I'm glad that he's got the balls to call him out, and then again, in comparison to his opponent Donald Trump, who, who's kissing the ring and licking the shoes of, of Putin, it makes no sense. So I think it's a good move for Biden to say, "Look, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what the world knows. I don't have to. I don't have to appease this guy. I'm not scared of him." I'm gonna say, I, I think it's a good move. And talking tougher towards Republicans when they're doing things that are concerning, right? I mean, the fact that you can even potentially equate Strom Thurmond, who, despite Joe, Joe Biden having some nice words for the guy was an old racist SOB himself, right? And, and you're putting him you know, on par, the Republicans on par with some of his old beliefs. That's a concern and that's an association you don't wanna have as a political party, right? But some things we're seeing and hearing make that comparison possible and not completely off the wall. Tough guy, Joe Biden's fun to watch. I, I enjoy watching, he's a goof and, he, and it's, it's funnier now that he's gotten older. If you can do that during the debates, he'll have a chance you know, to, to, to actually stand up and, and, and look interesting. If they even debate, Dave. We'll see if that even happens. But I, I I like Tough Guy Joe.
0: Yeah, my 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 bet is they don't debate. But uh but that that is uh that's that'll be interesting to see. All right, Andy. We covered a lot of ground when we're going around the world here. Uh what are your final thoughts for the week? Anything? You've blurted my mind in these these 30 minutes. So not much.
1: I'll say this. Eminem m dropped some thoughts, I think, yesterday, you are know, talking about sort of the former president Donald Trump and how he uses his 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 supporters, how he doesn't really care about them. A lot of people gave Eminem grief about it. I agree. I, I I thought Eminem hit it hit it right. I thought I thought he made some good remarks. I think he's being honest that Donald Trump doesn't care about his supporters. He he manipulates people. He uses people. Everything the guy does is about Donald Trump. And I think I I wish I wish his fan base would recognize that because he does not give a crap about the people that support him. Or those that are donating to his GoFundMe account for his pretty sneakers and legal woes. So, David, you know, that, I think I can only wrap up there. I'm just hoping that some new music comes out today to save me and decrease my tension because
0: you got me worked up too early in the morning today. Uh, you know, I'm I, I apologize for that, Andy. Um, <laughs> but um, but Andy, just so you know, it's over a million dollars now that. People have supported the GoFundMe thing, and Andy, I'm look. I'm not a huge Eminem fan. I think he's. I, I don't particularly like his music, but whatever. It doesn't matter. I wish more people would come out and say these things. I mean, I would, look. I mean, whether you want he and he's not wrong at all, and we've been saying that. So, uh, all right, Andy, that'll wrap up this week. Really, uh, a lot of stuff we got through this week, but I look forward to catching up with you next time, Andy.